Shabbat Shalom, good Shabbos, Shalom Aleichem, I'm Yehudim, I'm Mishpoche. Alright, it's time to get into this. I'm going to wrap this puppy up. This is going to be the third and final part to the 48 Laws of Power. I hope you're excited for Robert Greene's Meshuganis, Meshuganut, Meshuganut, as they say in Hebrew. <laughs> this craziness. Let's do it. Enjoy. Law 25 is to recreate yourself. Master your emotions and don't let society tell you who you gotta be. You decide who you are. Demand your respect, demand what you want. Pretty simple, create your own identity. Keep your hands clean, Law 26. This is the one that I heard a story about. So there's ancient, I don't know about ancient, there was a leader, some empire. And something had happened. He didn't get the guys their food quick enough, like the workers. And the workers were getting upset like he was inadequate at his job. So then he blamed it on one of his, you know, assistant managers. And actually cut his head off and put the guy's head in the courtyard of the whatever. And people saw this guy's head there. And it made them scared. Like they were going to die or something bad would happen to them if they did something wrong. But in reality, the leader had made a mistake. But he couldn't show his weakness. So he kept his hands clean. And remember, Law 26 states, keep your hands clean. So this guy kept his hands clean by blaming on someone else, killing them, and then freaking everyone out on not to do the same thing. So they didn't think he forgot to feed them. He just thought it was someone else that forgot. And the guy kept his hands clean. Law 27 is create a cult. Create a cult like following by playing on people's need to believe. So literally, Robert Greene's teaching you how cults work. And uh, you got to... Sound like you're full of promise. Keep words vague. You got to emphasize enthusiasm uh, rather than being intellectual and rational. Just be very enthusiastic. Structure your group according to the forms of organized religion. And remember, I've talked to Scott Thompson about this, and religion really is anything where values are attached to a thing. So there could be a kindness religion. And then, uh, oh, and sorry, I meant to add uh, activities are associated with the, with the, characteristic or whatever. So, so let's say kindness. To demonstrate kindness, you're going to give to charity and you're going to help people out. So those are traditions within the religion of kindness. So if kindness was religion, uh, religion, there'd be a holiday for charity day and you give charity. And then there'd be a holiday for doing chores for your neighbor day. And then once a week, you'd have some things you say to everyone saying, thank God who, thank God for, or no, you'd say like, thank kindness for existing so that we can do X, Y, and Z. So that's what the the cults do. They find something that you know your care, your your behaviors, and values are lined up with this thing. Anyways, disguise your sort of source of income. That's how cults work as well, and you can gain power, people, if you disguise the source. Create an us versus them dynamic. Oh, that's an easy way to cultify people. Uh, cultivate, I guess. Um, there you go. Those are how you create a cult like following, so people believe you and you have power. Law 28 is enter action with boldness because everyone likes bold people. He says you shouldn't choose an endeavor without enthusiasm or people will question why you're not enthusiastic. Like they, they won't follow you. Side note, I actually saw a TED talk on how being bold is more important than anything um, because the people, the smartest people aren't the richest people. If, if, if your intellect correlated exactly to or precisely to your income and to your status, all the A-plus people will be run in the world. That's not the case because they weren't bold enough. And actually, often, smart people, the intellectuals of our society, 
aren't bold because they're so logical it's almost chicken or the egg it's like are people successful because they just are ignorant they don't truly know or not even ignorant oblivious they don't truly know what lies in front of them i actually watched a video yesterday some parents had moved to europe from the u.s after retiring and they said like you know just like having children getting married other other things if you knew about all the stresses all of them you probably wouldn't do it so it's that little bit of oblivion that actually helps us take a step into the dark law 29 plan all the way to the end uh this is simple this actually so first i'll explain what he talked about plan for everything plan for what could go wrong plan for what could go well and just plan and then nothing will freak you out and you'll be successful you'll have power over people however this is called whooping or contrast thinking and dr lori santos along with some other scientists uh, she has a PhD on well-being, aka happiness. They have studied this a lot. And there's a story I tell people about Michael Phelps. He, he swam so much, looking at the bottom of a pool for hours. He got bored one day. And he decided he was going to count his strokes. How many strokes it took to get there and back with the pace. Well, it ended up working out because in Beijing, he had water fill his goggles. This is the worst thing for a swimmer. And he freaked out at first, but then realized he knew how many strokes it was going to take to win. So he just counted his strokes and ended up setting a world record. So, people, it's called whooping, wish, outcome, observe, uh, obstacle, plan. So you create, you find a wish. So think, we can do this exercise for fun right now. Find a wish. What's something you're wishing for? You thought of it? Good. What's the outcome of that wish? Think about the outcome. You, and think about the feelings with the outcome good now think of an obstacle what's going to stop you simple what is is there a barrier to that is there a barrier to that goal of yours have you thought of it good now make a plan on how to stop that barrier from happening or when it does inevitably happen how you'll pivot and keep cruising along that's called whooping and you can do it for your entire life contrast thinking is key very key um folks that's what this law is talking about is just plan for everything Law 30 is make your accomplishments seem effortless. Wow, this is a good one, actually. I personally think this is key. I think people who are extremely humble with what they do, yeah, it definitely adds prestige to that that person. And that'll command respect. It'll also command some mystery. And yeah, that's a way to, I guess, <laughs> manipulate people because you have power over them and they'll listen to what you have to say next and you can create a cult. And It's funny, these laws all kind of intertwine with one another, I found. Uh, that's it. Robert Greene says if you start telling people how you did something they could use it against you law 31 control the options get others to play with the cards you deal this one is so manipulative i can't even handle it now it's called forking in chess so for any chess mavins out there you know what a fork is it's when you give people two options so they think they have choice that's benefiting them but in reality both choices benefit you <laughs> so he's saying control the options so that people have to play with the cards you deal them. Like, technically this works, but I don't know how easy that is, to be honest. There's always so many choices that are out of our control. I don't know if you can make people choose any... I guess if you're an employer, you can do this really easily. If you have children, you can do this with children. Actually, I haven't talked about this forever. This is on a very, very old podcast when I was just starting. This is a hack for parents, is you tell them. You can either wash the dishes or vacuum the stairs and then the kid feels they have control and it's not as bad i do this with my youngsters in the gym actually i'm not and i'm not kidding when i say this i do this all the time i say you can squat or we can bench you choose they're gonna lift weights regardless but they have the choice they think they have control in their workout and that autonomy 
It's been proven through social cognitive theory, trans theoretical model, and self-determination theory, which are all theories on how to change people's behavior and fitness. All those theories point to autonomy as being a real driver to people changing their behavior. Law 32 is play into people's fantasies. This is pretty self-explanatory, kind of culty as well. <laughs> you get people to, you're manipulating their hormones. They, they get this big rush of endorphins when they their fantasies are being vicariously experienced through someone it's, or someone's making promises, right? They're going to follow you. They're going to listen to you. You're going to have power over them if you do that. And you see this a lot by employers like, oh, just wait. Like you keep doing this. You're going to get that promotion at this point, blah, 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 blah. Law 33, discover each man's thumbscrew. I don't know what a thumbscrew is. Oh, I think what this means is ways that you can, in essence, their thumbscrew, like you have control of them. It's like you're holding onto their ear and they can't move. So when you see someone act like a child, it indicates some unresolved trauma in childhood there. You have power over them. You can manipulate that. This is so, so messed up. Uh, Contrast as an overt trait usually hides in opposite. So for example, what that means is like, someone starts bragging it really is concealing insecurity for example or if someone is or is, is always always talking about how they're so good at one thing they're, they're hiding something they're not good at um, also to have a thumb screw over someone is uh, behind the scenes control what what controls their behavior what, what's the weak link behind the scenes is what this says and then last point, ways to fill the void of their insecurity or unhappiness to wield significant power. So you, holy, so if you can fill the void of their insecurity or unhappiness, you'll wield power over them. That's really interesting. That's also messed up. Oh my God, this is horrible. So if you can encourage someone's uncontrollable emotion, if you can heighten this uncontrollable emotion they have from when they're acting like a child, they won't be able to control themselves. You can start controlling them for them and because you know their traumas and you can manipulate it and then they're gonna kind of rely on you for that subconsciously that's really fucked up law 34 is be royal in your own fashion act like a king to be treated one like one is this gonna be the fake it till you make it spiel uh, true and false to this um it's so robert green says how you carry yourself is how other people's will treat you uh, however not the case as well like we all know these people who think they're machers really think they're big shots and we're, we can see through the bs or as we say in yiddish we can see through the fakakta yeah like this is this one's right and wrong now this one there's a caveat because he mentioned if you think you're destined for greatness others will too like there's something about conviction and enthusiasm they talked about this earlier if you're going to go about a venture have enthusiasm i couldn't agree more because then people latch on to that enthusiasm the logical ones won't and that's interesting i wonder what he'd have to say about that but it's true people will believe you if you really are convicted uh have conviction not convicted but if you are full of conviction in regards to your goals you a lot of people will b believe you i'm not sure that leads to power or manipulation though law 35 is the master uh not the master master the art of timing oh so this is just wisdom it's saying time is just a construct it's perceived so if you can slow time down and you can see the bigger picture. And he recommends to do that if you want power. Interesting. That's not just power. That's still like for peace and, and tranquility. Law 36, disdain things you cannot have. Ignoring them is the best revenge. Apparently, you'll drive your opponents and enemies crazy by turning your back on what you want. I don't fully comprehend that. 
Um, seems a little more sugar, but whatever. What do you guys think? By disdaining the things you want, do you think that will lead to more power? I, like, like that delayed gratification piece. Definitely, we all—it's cliche at this point. Like, we know that's super crucial. I don't know about power though. Like, deep down, you might have more confidence because you're more disciplined. I don't know. Unless it's more people. They respect you because deep down they want to be disciplined. They can't be, so they respect you for your discipline. Maybe that's what it is. And so you have power over them because now you are a person they admire. And when we admire someone, we listen to them. And when you are listening to someone, we're more apt to follow what they say or be manipulated. I don't know. I don't know the ripple effect. This is so Law 37's create compelling spectacles. And when they say spectacles, really they're meaning shows. Like a spectacle is a show, some big event. So, but they're saying the big event doesn't have to be, you don't have to rent out rogers center and do a a thing they're saying like talk with enthusiasm with your arms like make body language big be a spectacle you know when you're telling a story act out some of the story like this will eliminate doubt to your enemies to your friends to people that you want to manipulate and have power over like this book is so messed up um i guess i guess this no this isn't true i was just talking to a fellow last night at a little networking thing i went to and he is starting a company uh, like kind of like a software company for for investors and he was very enthusiastic and also just out there and vibrant and uh whatever he used a lot of body language using his waving his arms around imitating stuff and i could kind of see through the fakakta honestly honestly and so i think uh, not everyone falls victim to these tactics because i knew this guy was struggling i knew he told me some of his things i he was opening up about some of the struggles with the business and i could tell i could tell he he wasn't a big shot, even though he's starting his own company. Law 38 is behave as you like, but sorry, think as you like. So think as you like, but behave like others. Yeah, so this goes back to a bunch of the other laws that no one will see you as a threat if you just blend in, but always have those beliefs so that when you are working your way up slowly, sneakily, people don't expect you. Next thing you know, they respect you, but you're still kind of one of them. That when you do get above and beyond other people, then you can start pushing your beliefs and it's talk about that the option thing of forking people you you kind of force people to agree with your beliefs and this is exactly like the government system in the u.s where they have like no parties it's like two and this third one that's kind of optional but the two the democratic republican thing like you're forking people into making a decision it's 50 50 chance the country's gonna be shit and usually like that's a horrible way to go about government is have just two candidates Law 39, stir up waters to catch fish. Wow, if, if you can make your enemies... Once I got a phone call. Okay, folks, so we're back. Uh, I don't know where I was, but pretty much, if you know people's insecurities, if you know what gets them riled, you get them riled, <clears throat> and then... And then, one second. Yeah, so you'll gain an advantage when people are all rattled. Just because they're not rational, you are rational. And then it goes on the flip side to stating that you should be calm all the time. Always, or else you could be taken advantage of. Despise the free lunch is law 40. Have you guys heard that saying? There's no such thing as a free lunch? Yeah, it's pretty much, for those who haven't heard it, it means that there's a cost to everything in this world, even if it's opportunity cost. Uh, so then they're saying, don't give in to free stuff. You always have to pay for value. And so otherwise you can start to feel guilty. You can start to feel obligated to do things when you do things for free. That is a manipulation tactic, is when you give people free stuff, they feel they have to give something in return. It's a business, it's a sales tactic, actually. To be lavish with your money actually is a sign of power, so keep that in mind. And then, and that's what Robert Greene says, and I actually agree. If people are throwing money around, it is a sign of power. Now, knowing this, I personally don't, I don't 
value it that much. Like, I'm, if someone's throwing money around, I'm not going to drop on my knees and bow to them. I'm just saying, like, we all, subconsciously, we all just know, because we live in a capitalistic world, so we just know when people are throwing money around, you go, oh, okay, I can't necessarily just step on their, step on the, uh, slit their throats and step on them. Avoid stepping into a great man's shoes. Law 41. Wow, this one's, this one seems so wrong is forget about the people that came before you. Forget about the people that paved the way. Create your own name. Make people know you. Don't give credit to all the people before you that made it possible. <laughs> That's horrible. I would never do that. I'm always going to give credit to where credit's due. Law 42 is strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Wow. Okay. So just like, yeah, if you disrupt the sheep handler, all the sheep are going to be loose. If you can pinpoint who in a group or a setting runs the show or keeps people sane if you disrupt them and then everyone else is disgruntled and and dismantled that's when you attack and you go after insecurities and tell people how you can fix them or, or utilize one of the other laws and uh remember it said fill the emotional void so if people are, are irrational you're there to jump in and like calm people down so they respect you more and they rely on you for their emotional needs and that's super manipulative but then that's what he's saying about like disrupt the sheep handler and the sheep run scatter. Yeah, and he says, don't Robert Greens then says, don't miss that opportunity. Like when everyone is dismantled, that's when you go in and get power over them. You don't wait till it untangles. Law 43 is work on the hearts and minds of others. Jeez. If you work on people's emotions, but play on their intellectual weaknesses, you will, in essence, gain persuasion over them. That is brutal. It's true. We're so emotional, though. You can persuade people big time with emotions. Look at commercials like Simon Sinek. He, he says the way Apple and all the big dogs do it in Nike, their commercials are they hit you with an emotion first. Then they tell you how they do it. And then they say at the very last second, they say what the product is. They don't do the. It's not the opposite. So, for example. It's not, this is a Nike shoe. It makes you run fast. You'll feel good when you run fast. It's this. The commercial will often be person feeling amazing or, or they build up the feeling of sadness to then pride. And then they show the tech in the shoe or the, you know what I mean? They explain what it is that's doing it. And then at the very end, they say Nike running. Law 44 is disarm and infuriate with the mirror effect. Oh, this one's more to stop other people from gaining power and manipulation over you is if you mirror them fully, they don't know what your intention is. They don't know what you want. Just agree with them all the time, blah, blah, blah. And, and they're blind. They, they can't, they can't see past your mirror of themselves. <laughs> Law 45 is preach the need for change, but never reform too much at once. I'm curious to what he has to say about this. It's saying that even though we know change is necessary, people are a little shaken up by a change and so yeah pretty much he's saying like try to cause change to happen but don't do it all at once or people will freak out one sec yeah not sure folks if, if that interrupted you like crazy i don't know if you heard that my phone ringing i hope not we'll see we'll see after this but anyways that was interesting I, that one Again, it's all about shaking up people's environments. I don't know if that works fully. Uh, whatever. On to the next one. Law 46 is never appear too perfect. Yeah, this makes sense. It's you appear more human. People are going to bring their guard down. They're not going to be envious because envious people don't let you into their circle, which gives you advantages to 
uh, know their insecurities and manipulate them. Like, this is so fucked up. But yeah, that makes sense. Don't appear too perfect. And plus, it, it shows confidence when someone admits things and, and shows vulnerability. Law 47, the second last law is don't go past the mark you aim for. In victory, learn when to stop. I can see you. Okay, so this is interesting. Um, when you reach your goal, a big one, and people see that you've done it. Just stop. You don't have to keep pushing, pushing, pushing because it shows that there is some sort of lack in your life. So a void you're trying to fill. And that can look like an insecurity. It could just make you seem not as powerful when you're always, always chasing. You know, but then if, if that's a contradiction because look at guys like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger. These are guys that have made it a long time ago, but they keep chasing. They keep going. You know, and some of these moguls, these real estate moguls, like they keep acquiring units. So I don't know. I don't think that's true, to be honest with you. But at the same time, I see people who are just chilling because they have made it. And it is, you're right, you get that sense of respect, um, but whatever. Me personally, if you want my opinion, uh, yeah, I, at this point in my life, I respect time more than money. And so people who have a lot of time on their hands, I respect way more. That's a person I look up to. And so someone who's schwitzing, 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 I don't really respect them as much i have family that uh, who a couple family members who are big time doctors in toronto and i just kind of feel bad for them sometimes because they're doing 70 hour work weeks like it's crazy how much time they spend on the, at their work and they're making good money but they can't they don't they get you know three weeks a year to, to chill and uh, it's not worth it to me I, I would rather make 30 grand a year but have all the free time and live out of a car honestly anyways folks that's my opinion we got one more here Final law, law 48, assume formlessness. Uh, this makes sense. Don't have one identity, one form, one persona that your enemy can extract and manipulate. If you're always fluid, always doing different things, saying different things, you're, no one knows your next move, they can't manipulate you. And that, that puts you in a position of power over someone. So anyways, that, that is interesting. I couldn't agree more though to be honest like we all know people who are random like that and you're like what what's going on you're confused you you can't predict them predictable people are easy to manipulate because you can guess their moves so you can start planning ahead so my question for you guys like what do you think is the coolest one which one really sticks out to you of all of all these parts part one part two part three i'm very curious me personally i think the one that resonates is to be open trustworthy genuine all the time with everybody and they slowly will let guards down because i've learned so much about people so much just from opening up myself and people have told me so much that if i wanted to leverage it against them there are opportunities where i could easily sneak something in a conversation trigger that insecurity get them vulnerable and then be that that shoulder to lean on and make them reliant and then ask them for a favor or whatnot yeah, and, and which is messed that this book is making me think that way right now. But like, that, that one stuck out probably is the quote unquote fake being open, trustworthy, and genuine. Which like, you shouldn't have to fake that stuff. That's a red flag in general. And my final remarks here, because this is it. I think this book is more of just a for fun read. I don't think this suits a person. I don't think a person's coming out of life net positive if they live their life by these laws. You might come out of life with specifically leaders not no no not leadership because leadership is different that's people following you and leaders don't demand leadership they they're they are just naturally followed uh they don't demand it people actually usually demand them of leadership because people think they're a leader uh but anyways that like it's what, what's the word i guess for someone looking to yeah run a business um just manage 
and be ahead of others and have a th- for someone I know for someone looking for authority in their life this book will help them otherwise I don't think you're coming out of life net positive that's that's my that my my spiel that's my take uh, thanks for listening rate and review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening otherwise I hope you enjoyed on Spotify this was self-improved go get self-improved my mishpoche easy